Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. underground in a questionably constructed survivalist bunker is Dave Chaffins and Kenneth Vigue, and your host as always, Mr. Robots. This episode of the Fallout Hub is brought to you by the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Open enrollment for advanced robotics courses starts now. Totally nothing sketchy going on. Nope, not at all. Fallout, Badoes and Badettes. Welcome back to the Fallout Hub. Badonkadonks. Badonkadonks. Uh, Fallout, Badoes and Badets. Badoes and Badets. The best way to clean your badets. I am your host, Tom, or Robots, and I'm here, as usual, with my wonderful co-hosts, the wonderful, magical, mysterious Dave Chaffins. Welcome back. How you doing, Dave? I like I like being magical and mysterious. And one time, I I, I was pitching a tattoo idea, and they and somebody asked me, "I'm gonna have what are you gonna have on it?" I said, "Well, I'm gonna have a bat." And they're like, "Well, what else?" And I said, "Secrets and mysteries." And they were like, "Okay, that's cute, but you need to have a better idea than that." And I said, "Well, you don't know what that is. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Illuminati man. You don't know. You don't know." You don't know. And that other voice you heard is the our, uh, the other co-host, uh, Ken. Don't call me Chad. No, it's totally fine. Okay, call me Chad. Chad, how you doing? Sure. Yes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> What's going on, fellas? It's it's another uh, bi-weekly bi-week. It's another bi-week. It's another fortnight. There you go. But that that word is no. ruined. The word is, is ruined. Why can't we? It's we can't another Fortnite, Fortnite. fashion anymore for a a period of time because that game ruined it. So we can't actually say hey. that. Not that anyone was saying that anymore. Hey. People are going to go back and listen to speeches from like 150 years ago, and they're going to be like, "Why are they talking about a video game?" 
Hot take. Fortnite is uh, is for Zoomers what Fallout 76 is for Millennials and Xers. Um, because what do people do in Fortnite is they just hang out with their friends and joke around and build this like stuff and go to these weird concerts and do these strange things and it's just a space to hang out in and that's what that's what we do in Fallout 76 I mean if you think about it you start connecting up those synapses you're like right right which is exactly the same thing as a 57 Chevy for boomers Um, so there you go We've connected it all together. So what are we talking about today, friends? We're talking about Dave having the kernel in the background, and he didn't share with us. Oh, let me tell you something. Here's the thing. We're We're not talking about Fallout today. We're going to argue over original recipe or extra crispy. Right, Dave. Mm. Which one is it? Hey, hey, you know what? I... I've got, if you need an issue, I have a tissue as well. Um, and some coffee. With any of my, any of my opinions. Pot? And some coffee. That's a There's lot of a coffee. coffee pot, yes. This is called my office, Tom. Have you, are, are you familiar with a working office? That's are you, a lot are of coffee. you familiar with my space? Did you drink well, all, all right, let's coffee? go through all the objects. There's a Tibetan singing bowl in the background. This is for, <laughs> this is for audio Maybe listeners. There is a, a C-3PO uh, statue. Um, mm-hmm. There's a White House a uh, Lego set. There's some Fallout posters, <laughs> um, and this is my keyboard with the, a Febreze bottle that has water in it. That when my dogs are acting bad, <laughs> I spray them with the water, uh, and that's I it. Don't like that. On a very special episode of the Fallout Hub, Dave Chaffins. <laughs> it's cribs, the but legend. for just the space that you can see. <laughs> I see what you did there, though. You almost avoided the question of original or crispy. So I'm bringing it back around. Which one is it? Um, it's. It's it's original, but here's the thing. You want to know a secret? You want to know a secret? The original I was, I was KFC. Wondering. Yeah, the original KFC, and this is related because it's set, it's in Appalachia technically, so we can all you know relate this back to Fallout, whatever. The original recipe for Kentucky Fried Chicken is no longer used at the KFC. You have to go to Lexington, Kentucky, and you have to go to a restaurant that's named after the Colonel's wife because Colonel Sanders was not allowed to open up a restaurant with his true. own name after he made the Ken brand is, deal with Ken is making a weird face. This is true. Ken, this is very true. He's not it making true. I'm yes. just everything facts. that I, but I haven't had the original stuff. I like my entire world has been shattered. Yes. You're, he's shattering yeah. your world. He's breaking apart your brain right now. Yes. You need to go to Lexington, Kentucky. And that is where Lexington, Kentucky is like, like two hours from, from West Virginia. Well, I, I mean, if you're on the border, I guess it's like an hour. Anyways, Go there, get the original, original recipe of chicken. And that's, I've never been, but I've always wanted to go. But anytime I go to Louisville, it's always like KFC everywhere. KFC, I'm trying to think of like cities, like cities. Mm. Like, you know how Disney is everywhere in like Orlando? Like it's Disney, 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 Disney. KFC is like that for Louisville. Everything is KFC. You're not escaping KFC. The colonel will find you. There's he no looms over you on his branding on the stadiums. Cool. Uh, you guys want to talk about Fallout? <laughs> Yeah, sure. I do. So let's explore some Fallout worlds because that's the reason why we're here today, friends. Fallout worlds, mm-hmm. and then we're also going to have we're going to pour one out for Nuki Wince, our good old friend Nuki Wince. Ken had a really cool idea that we should take a look at the Fallout worlds in the in the PTS for those of you like me, like myself, like this guy right here who hasn't taken the time to load up the PTS and go take a look at it because I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the actual rollout 
and then I'm going to go in and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go do my thing in Fallout Worlds. But for right now, your thing. Ken's going to be our tour guide. He's going to take us around. All right. We're going to have to, we're going to have to switch windows. So everybody buckle. Uh, okay. Okay. Buckling. Get ready for the, the transition here. It's going to be a little, it's going to be a little. Audio listeners, get, get prepared. Your car is about to take way off. It's about to hit like, like 90 on the, on the country road. Here we go. We're going to reposition. Sing along. Everything. Everything is buckled. Okay. Now, um, mm-hmm. I'm looking in- at it. Introducing, cool. introducing the new menu. Happy um, builder. Soon, what? soon we're going to have eighteen different ways that you can play Fallout. This is does the that first say pirate one. adventure? Uh, it does say pirate adventure. That's one of the special game modes. Pirate adventure, happy builder, crusty world. Um, <laughs> I was like, I don't see a pirate adventure. Anywhere. I think it needs to make my window bigger. Hold on. <laughs> oh, private adventure, happy builder, custom world. Okay, that makes more sense. I'm now. trying to make it as as large as it can be without. Uh, it's not, uh, well, that's what uh, she said. Um, that's what I told her. Got to get that booty, you know. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, I'm good now. My window's bigger. All right, hang on. Let okay. Me, I, Sometimes I guess, it takes right. the moment to, to to get to make it the right size. All right, I <laughs> I'm, I made it slightly larger. You know, you get uh, yeah. So, sometimes as your system ages, it's all about. The, Satisfying. The windows don't respond as quickly. Audio listeners, we've made it slightly larger so that we can see it. Um, and it's not necessarily for even watchers. It's just for us because apparently we can't, we can't, we're seeing pirates where we should be seeing privates. I want, I want to see a, a pirate adventure. I would also enjoy watching a private adventure as well. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So, sorry. So, main menu. So, we're going to have adventure mode. We're going to have private adventure mode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this one is going to be, it's going to be rotating through. So they're going to go through different modes. Um, Happy Builder is one right now that's currently up on PTS. Um, it's basically really relaxed building restrictions. So you can just go to town building in here. You could build pretty much anywhere that you want in Appalachia. Um, but not just, not just to town. You can go to anywhere. You can go to anywhere. So you can't just go to town. You could go to anywhere. So, you know what's going to happen here, of course, is somebody's going to come up with, like, a, a named mode that has kind of a, a default set, and that's going to become very popular. Yeah, you can, I mean, you can name these and share them with your friends, and people can copy these. Um, the same way that, like, um, you know, like the Naked and Afraid type stuff is kind of taken off on some of the streams. Like, Tuniversal does it pretty regularly, and some other people will play it. There's going to be a like a a world setting that a lot of people just kind of copy from each other because it's going to like some streamer or some content creator is going to make a YouTube video and it's going to get popular and then people are going to just do that and that's going to become like the like the a regular go to the world meta yeah it's, there's going to be a meta right. for a while and then somebody else is going to come up with a new one and then that'll become the new meta and like but I have to wonder what that's going to be you know like what is that like I know? think I think the most common one you're going to see like from like community members and stuff is like giant camps or like giant, like I'm going to do this huge thing and build it or um, player created quests. And like, I can imagine like the fallout five Oh or like groups like that, like creating a specific world and saying, okay, we're running a quest in this world. And it has like, you know, they could 
do it through signage or do it through but that's not stuff where they're memeable. like that's not memeable. That's not the kind of thing that you're going to we see. Like a, like a well, Tom, we we're not all doing it for the memes. Like we're but, doing, no, but, we're, but, we're in here what for enjoyment. Is, no, no, I, I totally get that. I totally get that. Those are going to be popular, but that's not going to be the kind of thing that gets like viral. Like, what's the viral one going to be? It's the scorched outbreak, Tom, and we solved that back in the last <laughs> chapter of Fallout. <laughs> God, God. Mm, no, I don't think that's it either. <laughs> Is it gonna be like zombie mode? Zombie mode, Is it gonna be, it's gonna be like one punch, sure. one punch zombie mode or something? It's gonna be like something that you can just jump in, you can play for five minutes. It's really actiony, oh, but wow, there's gonna be wow. some challenge to it. You know, like something that's a little bit more punchy, something fun to you can just jump in, you play, you see yeah. how long you can survive, something like that that you can like, like actiony and focused, not. We're gonna we're gonna spend three hours building a camp. That's what I'm talking about. Like something kind of more. Right? Are you oh gonna have God. like a small game? Like All right, I'm being a small game within the game. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, well, you've see. logged into your world. Okay, and I'm dead. You're. <laughs> <laughs> and he's dead. And he's dead. I'm dead. I miss you logging into your world. Um, the what was it called? I can imagine like a small game mode taking off, but I feel like for for this update, for what it is, this seems like a real quality of life thing so that in like six months, they're going to have an idea like there's going to be an idea that's running out there so that when they have a new content, um, like they're adding in the expedition or they're doing something like that, that this is kind of additive to that experience. I don't know if this is like because, you know, people are like, oh, mods got to have mods. Got to get my mods for for Fallout seventy six, which is, yeah. you know, it's a its own I'm, thing. But I'm thinking outside of the core community. The core community, you're right, is they're going to make camps. They're gonna they're gonna write stories. The content creators are going to do their things. Like the, the the people that we we talk with, the people that we interact with regularly, are going to do their things. Um, I'm talking about like like what are the quick little what are the people who are now getting into fallout 76 because it's on game pass and they're, they're pulling into the game for the action and the, the, the gameplay of it. The, the people who are going to be using this for PVP because PVP really hasn't been addressed very much in the game, but now you can, you can create a PVP server. You can give it rules. You can, you can create a PVP server and say like, we're doing our own thing with PVP and we're setting up our mm-hmm. own little mini map and we're going to have a little, you know, a fight club area. And this is the camp build and this, we're going to do it in here. And, and, you know, like, um, I'm like, like there, are, there are PVP groups in fallout. They're not as big as some of these other groups that do things, but you could totally create a mode around that now have mm-hmm. infinite ammo, have limitations on weapon types, have, you know, all sorts of other like there, there's a lot more that can be done with this than what we've what we've seen before. I, I think what we're going to see is not just an extension of what currently exists. We're going to see things that don't exist yet emerge. We're seeing new ideas. That's kind of I'm what not, I'm saying. Uh, yeah, and I don't know how fast that will take. I got like, bit by a tick and I died time. just like in real life. Yeah, but I think it'll when it happens, it's going to happen and it's just going to explode. You just got bit by a tick in real life. I got oh no. bit by a tick and I died. That's all it took. That's what happens in real Normally, life. Normally, 
normally half your body just is paralyzed. So, I mean, you must be the 1% of cases. I mean, uh, I got to drop some stuff here. I'm thinking to myself of like what, like what would be popular, more popular now with the general public. I think like GTA has a big, um, role-playing community that they Mm -hmm. have managed for years and years and years. I feel like you're going to have people not just that are already creating stuff naturally, but I think there's going to be an easier way for people to get in there and to do more role-play stuff. Like used to be a a mode on old, um, on on Halo one for the PC when it came out, um, that I played in that was, it was a PVP mode and it was called cops and robbers. And the idea was that the cops were trying to, it was capture the flag. But the robbers were the only ones that were trying to capture the flag. The cops are just trying to defend their flag. Yeah, and if you got yeah, yeah. caught, you oh got you got put into the jail. <laughs> no. And right. so like you had to you had to kind of follow these rules in that in that game <laughs> right. to, to understand play. If you were just going around <laughs> shooting everybody, everybody'd be like, That's enough. Yeah. You're yeah. just like dying on the screen. Ken, Ken is just dying and dying. I, mean, I think you're right. Like what if what if there was a like raiders versus responders mode or something like that? And the raiders um take like a key item from the responders. And so what you do is you build a server and there's a Raider base and a responder base, right? And the responder base or the Raider base has a, an item in it in like a chest and the responders have to go get it back from the Raiders. And then that becomes the PVP. Right. Yeah. And that kind of get it back. That's a unique, I think that's a unique way to do it. And I don't think, I think people underestimate what, like, how accessible Fallout is as a shooter for people because yeah. it's not like very twitchy. It's not very um, like there's not a, a whole lot of like you could get down into the skill of it, but you you really don't need to understand any of that to be successful with it. Like it doesn't. There's like very little like muscle memory kind of situation. Like yeah. it's it's easy essentially. So doing that kind of stuff, I think, is gonna elevate it as a shooter that has that kind of like like if i think about the successfulness of halo multiplayer and them making um oh what was that griff ball where they had the big hammer and there was the ball and they were hitting it back and forth between the goals that was the thing that that originated i think with halo 2 or 3 where they had some of the custom i think it was halo 3 with with some of the custom modes that they had and that was essentially like rocket league before it was just like soccer with giant or i guess polo uh, with giant hammers and space marines um so there could be something like that that comes about where they're like hey we've invented this like weird game that we can only do in this mode and it involves a tick a bat and a <laughs> pile of goo and you'll just have to wait and find out (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah but you could do like uh, (laughs) oh no whoa you just yeeted a guy into the sky there he goes um but you could do modes where like for people who aren't even particularly good at shooting on the guns you could just all melee you know all melee plus vats and so you can you know run up close to people and then hit vats and then smack each other into the sky you know, it could just be like yeet each other into mm-hmm. the sky mode. Um, and in chat, they're talking about the lack of progression hurting the mode. And what I would like to see, you're right, like that's going to be difficult to convince people to <laughs> stop doing progression in order to just come into this other mode and goof around. <laughs> what I think would be cool is if you could go through like a uh, like a qualifying process. And once you've 
determined like here is a mode these are the settings and i want to qualify this as viable for progression and then you can lock the settings in or something like that if you can get that yeah. like confirmed and made official right i and don't that know that kind of ever be okay with that because that takes so much work on their side on bethesda's side to be like okay let's take the time to look at this to try it out to see if it breaks the setting like breaks the progression is there you know like this is and it's a hard needle to thread because it is they it is. need us to be logging in every day um, right. and they need us to in order to do that they need us to be doing something which right now is just grinding for things and um, i would be okay with it and i would be okay with being able to go into these servers and not necessarily keep the things you're collecting like i'm okay with not keeping the items i'm finding and the gear and stuff <laughs> But at least just let me keep the XP and the score progression. Why why does Todd Howard need me logging in every day to the Fallout game? What if I miss a day? What happens then? He shows up because, at your door, Dave. <laughs> but from a from a business standpoint, it shows uh monthly uh user numbers, which helps with investor calls. That's the reason. Riveting, Tom. Riveting. It's that's, that's riveting. The kind of riveting that's answer that I'm that I'm looking for that I'm out here fishing for. <laughs> that's uh, the, that's the actual of, reason. That's the actual reason is that they can on an investor call they can pull up a freaking spreadsheet or put up a, a chart and be like these are the average monthly users and blah 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 blah. These are the daily. Hey, you users. know what? How about you put investment into creating a more creative response, Tom? Hmm? Okay. Do you want to know the real reason, Dave? I do. Tell because, me the real reason why I should log because, in every day. Because for every... Here's the real reason, Dave. For every 30 mm-hmm. frames that you watch of this game, there's one subliminal uh, frame <laughs> in in the, you know, the game that is selling you whatever they're selling you. It's whatever, you know, product. So, like... Whatever product it is. So, product, so what kind of craving did you have today? Did you have a craving, Dave? I mean, I carried some chicken a little bit. I was, you had, you I was had some, you had some, you had some KFC cravings. So, um, mm-hmm. guess who was advertising with Fallout seventy six this last week? Was it the Colonel? Might have been the Colonel. Oh, Tom! <laughs> Tom, subliminal advertising. I don't know if I can eat any more instant mashed potatoes. It's <laughs> yeah. a lot. Yeah, well, that's probably that's for lot. cholesterol reasons, but. Uh, maybe other reasons as well. <laughs> All right, I'm um, changing this here, and I'm going to show you. Uh, yeah, he's going to he's going to change us up here, and I'm going to have have a thought. So I've talked about before to kind of get us. Let's let you know put put the train back on the tracks real quick. You know, we had our little pit stop, got our little drinks, our little vacation juice, and now we're ready to kick back in our seat and let the conductor take us along. Vacation juice. Uh, it's, to me, I've always said that Fallout seventy six. They want it to be. Not just the game that they made at launch, like the like traditional single player experience, multiplayer experience that they have. Like they want it to be a platform because we're not getting a we're not getting a Fallout for a long time unless there's some finagling and somebody else does it. You know, like we're not getting a, a different studio we're not, than the, the core studio. Yeah, right. And like that, you know, they just bought um, Bethesda just bought that um, porting studio um, to do um, like remasters of their games. 
Um, so we could see like a new like Fallout 3 remaster, New Vegas remaster, something like that. We could see that. But, but Fallout 76 is where they're making Fallout content for the long term, for the next probably 10 years yeah. of what they've got. Um, so they, I think they want to make it into a platform. And I think that they tried to do that with Nuclear Winter, which we're going to get into. But I think that World is kind of them saying, okay, what's Bethesda known for? And it's like really like wacky creative experiences. Like people love to watch people spawn in cheese and Skyrim and watch it roll down a hill and, and break everything or like <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine dragons or, you know, that kind oh, of yeah. stuff. Like people, that's what people associate with having fun in these Bethesda games outside of like the main content. And so it's like, okay, well, how can we deliver that experience to people without a hundred percent breaking an online community? And I think that this is one of the, I think this is their stab at it. So I'm I'm still cautiously am, optimistic too that this is a stepping stone to getting yeah. mod support. It's a step in that direction. I'm, I'm really sure. mm-hmm. hoping that that's what this is about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If this is a like, how do we? I mean, they're they're sitting in meetings and going, okay, this is the goal, but what are the steps we need to take in order to get to that goal? And this is just one of those steps, right? All right. Where's the place that I you think that, always wanted to build, but you can't? Um, mm, like one of the cities sure. or anywhere. Um, I have an answer and I will now uh, stop umming Tom. I now have an answer and I will answer. Um, I don't man, know. Dave's, what, Dave's what just on my butt is. today. Dave's just all I am. I am Tom. Honestly, um, you, you just rub it a little bit while you're back there, buddy. Give me a nice. Well, I already talked about bidets earlier. You know, rub I already it, talked about some. that. What's going on? Yeah, just like you get a nice splash of water. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I have always wanted to build. I've always wanted to build in Charleston, uh, just because you know I live there in IRL, and it's are we, like are we talking Riverside I, Drive or downtown proper? Uh, we're talking in between the capital and the downtown because that's that's. Te- I mean, it's all like. Sure, like there's a in real life, there's a large swathe of of like development and properties in between that area. But that's a historic neighborhood, and so I've been like, well, I kind of want to build that. But then I also want to build in the actual businesses that are downtown and make like apocalyptic versions of like the pizza place or like the bars and stuff. <laughs> like imagine like yeah, yeah, imagine like a Fallout seventy six version of not like you know bit by bit every single stool in the correct place but like inspired stuff by that of being like okay well what would that be because that's what i am in the like i'm in the city constantly and, and doing stuff in charleston itself and so it's like i love doing that stuff and i love getting out out and about so it's like that would be fun to get in there and build in that city and almost to kind of make a world where it's just like okay this is like fallout 76 charleston and like from a local perspective like this is what it is that's probably the first thing i'm doing sounds good to me what about you tom Get are you building there. There. um you know i don't know that there's any anywhere specific but i'm totally i'm always bummed out when i'm like near a location and it's like nope can't build gotta keep walking this way nope can't build gotta keep walking nope can't build gotta keep walking and then i'm in the middle of a forest I'm again or something here. Do you want to build like a a giant robot? I'm trying to think of um, 
<laughs> do you want to um, i'm looking at the map in the middle um, of i like i like the forest regions because they are so much prettier than some of these other areas although i do like walking around the creepier locations i do like the uh the the views of the forest areas i also like um some of the high up stuff i should pull up a map so there's definitely places i've been that i've, I've thought before like this would be a really cool location, and then of course you can't you can't build there. Um, I'm gonna build a big raider settlement in the middle of foundation and be like, "Look, it took away the rules. Now I'm here with all my friends." <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, like build on top of foundation. That would be cool. Yeah, just be like, hmm. "Yeah, that's real real nice place you got here." But uh, or on top of the Mothman Museum. Like oh, make it like good. a make like a like a quadruple decker Mothman museum and just like keep extending the building upward. That'd I like cool. that. I like that. Make it it's just like a giant like kaiju Mothman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just add more water park to the water park. I mean, you, you only have the water with the one one the one water slide still, but we could just add more of those. Just like ever increasing <laughs> water slides on top of each other. <laughs> Lots of water slides. The same one over and over again. Um, mm. Where else would be cool? Uh, I'm looking. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. He's building, for our listeners, he's building a uh, hot tub oh. on the top of the Capitol building. You know, actually, historically, um, there was one up there. Daniel Boone lived in a, in a, in a, in a hot tub uh, on top of the Capitol Rotunda until there was a... Um, there was an electrical shortage and it burned down in 1822. <laughs> hmm. Little known fact. Little known fact uh, from, from the history there. Yeah, like you can, mm. really, you can really build out here. So if you don't have a plan for something, are you still able to build it in the mode? That was my other question. Um, I would guess no. I don't think so. I think you have to have the plan. Yeah, it doesn't just See, unlock everything for you. See, that's interesting because I understand Adam shop stuff like is different. But if you haven't like unlocked the plan that's available in the game, like that's kind of strange. So like this would be off putting for somebody who is just starting out that's like, oh, I want to make a world. I like Fallout 4, and so like I want to like go in there and mess around. It's going to be rather hard to do that when they're just like wood walls and small generators and that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that's but that's why they have the shop. That's also why they're going to sell more stuff. You know what would be cool is one of the uh, airports, because then you could build out like a military expansion on an airport, you can make an actual like military base using what's left of sections of the airport. Yeah, I mean that's actually a great uh, Tom. Idea. Tom, I've waited a long time to say this, but okay, boomer. <laughs> Wait, that's a boomer idea. I'm not a boomer. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, no, you I'm are. If you're a, building, oh, that's a, it's a New Vegas okay. reference. Come on, a New Vegas. Come on. there's Come military on. stuff and Fallout stuff all over the place. Especially it's if you're a, building it's a like New Vegas joke. It's a new Vegas from the boomers, show. you know, from the boomers. Oh, I get, I get you. I get um, you. The boomers. I get you. You're like, I'm going to build a, a military installation at the airport. And I'm like, okay. Boomer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Boomer. I got you. All right. All right. Um, I've been waiting. 
I appreciate you uh, taking that time, to, Ken, to show us around with the uh, uh, about said Fallout Nuclear Worlds, nuclear. Um, which is a, which is a better branding for that. And I'm happy you can pay me in pennies again. I work for pennies. I work for little morsels. Um, and in fact, they're even more valuable if you take them to the. Um, natural bridge uh, museum and get the little penny pincher, you know, and make them like commemorative uh-huh. like uh-huh. that. That doubles. I'll take, you know, half of half my regular penny price in those. That's good. Wow. Those are collectible. Mm. And that was my transition. Um, <laughs> to <laughs> That was my transition. Uh, I wanted to talk to you guys about, about nuclear winter. And um, what was what was good, what was bad, and what was the facts could, of life? Like, what's the facts of life? Right, the good, exactly. The bad. Well, I love it. Here's what I think. I think nuclear winter was it was a thing. That's kind of how I felt about it. Again, riveting podcast content, Tom. Got any more about them investor calls? <laughs> <laughs> but like, it was, I mean, that's, that's really it. Like, it was, like, there's a reason they're getting rid of it. It's, it's kind of a thing. And some people are complaining that like, well, they never really gave it a chance. They didn't really add more to it. Yeah, it's because such a small percentage of the player base actually stuck with it and really gave it a, a positive response. It got a lot of people playing it when it first came out, and then it kind of fell off a cliff. And at that same time, we saw a very big pushback against um, those types of games. The uh, uh, what's it called, where the circle closes in? The um, uh, what's that game type called? You guys know what I'm talking uh, about Battle Royale. Battle Royale. Battle mode. Royale. Yeah, we got we got a big pushback against that across the industry, mm-hmm. and everybody was like, "No more Battle Royales! No more Battle Royales!" That got a big pushback. And then they're watching the stats of how people are playing the games. And what they're seeing is that people are grinding out score stuff. They're, people were asking for more story content. They released Wastelanders, and people jumped on Wastelanders. They played through the story. They created a second character. They played through the story again. The stats that, 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 that they were getting were that people were eating up that content and building things and buying content in the in the store to build more things and that's what people were doing in the game they weren't regularly and this doesn't mean nobody was the majority of players were not flocking to nuclear winter so that's why they weren't updating it as much they weren't putting the resources into it because it wasn't getting the response that they they hoped it would get that's my theory on the whole thing i i'm going to miss it um, I think there was a window that it could have been a lot more successful than it was, but there were a lot of complicated things that prevented it from being that way. For one thing, um, Fallout 76 is a particular slice of the Fallout fan base. There's a lot of Fallout fans who still have no interest in 76, a lot more people are playing it now, but you take the entire, like, you take a look at Fallout 4, how many copies that sold, how many people still play Fallout 4, 
and versus 76. There's a lot less of us playing it. And when you take a look at PvP and, and who's um, in survival mode or nuclear winter, there's an even smaller pool of us who wants that experience that the game was originally supposed to be. Um, when you have a finite budget, I think, like you said, they take a look at everything and it just didn't make sense to invest in it. Partly because I think for what the majority of us are looking for in Fallout is more social aspects. There are social aspects to to PvP or even Nuclear Winter that I think a lot of people didn't have the opportunity to enjoy. Um, like our group played Nuclear Winter a lot. Um, and I always found it fun to go in and play for that very reason. Um, it was competitive in a fun way, but... I'm going to be sad to see it go. I have yeah. I have fond memories of being carried by people uh, that are much better <laughs> than I am. Uh, also hiding in a bush so I could unlock those special rewards. <laughs> I enjoyed it. And, and, and let, let, me, let me back up a little bit. I'm, what I'm saying isn't to justify my own not enjoyment of it. I enjoyed playing it. I especially enjoyed playing it when I played it with other people. Yeah. Um, I... And I understand, like, the, the, the big complaint, like, um, uh, Celestarius in chat says, argument might be valid if we got any new nuclear winter content throughout its lifespan. Yeah, like, I, I get that. They also kind of ditched it fairly early and didn't add a whole lot of new content to it. Right. I, but at the same time, I think they saw the writing on the wall pretty early that it also wasn't the thing that the majority of the fan base wanted. So they had to decide what direction to go in. I think very, I think around the time of that release was the time in which the the call for, hey, we want NPCs in this game. This is the direction this needs to go in order to fix it. What are you doing releasing a battle battle royale was so loud that I, yeah. they needed to change directions and they had to make that decision there at the time. And so that's just the direction they had to go in order to save the game. Um, I also think that it does split the player base. Like, there's a difference between logging into the world and taking part in the game that everyone's playing or logging into Nuclear Winter and doing something completely else. That splits the player base. And games deal with this all the time. Anytime you, anytime you create a different game mode in a game that's even designed as a competitive shooter, you're splitting the player base. Modern Warfare deals with this. Um you know, like uh, Battlefield deals with this. All, like those, and those are games that are designed to do these kinds of things. Every time they, any anytime they do this, they split the player base, and then they have to deal with that. I, I don't know that they had considered really the the amount of work it would take to keep up this kind of mode and the potential future popularity of that. Also, I don't think, um, from the standpoint of the design of the engine, that it was really the the main focus of the design for the engine for example there is still hit registration issues in the game when you run up to a scorched and you shotgun blast it in the head the first shot takes us like a fraction of a second or a second to register every time it always takes a moment if you do that to another player it still takes a moment we're not getting like fractions of a second registration like we do with these competitive shooters and the engine, I don't think ever will really be there. And that's okay, because it doesn't have to for us to enjoy playing a PvE game with our friends. But when we're playing in a more competitive, competitive environment, it needs to be a little bit more, more faster. 
and a little bit more reactionary. There's also other um, uh, quality of life improvements that never really gotten imp- implemented in the game. One of my frustrations with uh, Nuclear Winter was that you you never get notifications for the de- depletion of your health other than your health bar reducing. So like strawberry jam around the edges of your your vision, things like that, that clue you into the fact that like your health is low, you need to take cover. Um, the, the kinds of things like you go from playing Nuclear Winter into any other of that style of game and the quality of the actually playing it is severely different. Yeah, I and, uh, like I play Battlefield quite a lot with a friend of mine. Um, and that's that's a, a really tight battle royale game and it's a lot of fun um, right right you're right it it is a way different gameplay experience than than what we got that being said i think the developers who created it did an amazing job doing so considering oh, yeah. uh, like yeah, yeah. what they built yes the the ui yes. of it the way it worked um uh, in right. fact a lot of times right. it actually worked better than the main game when the main game was struggling, I always found Nuclear Winter to be a, more responsive than like regular adventure mode. Right, and that it was, was it was a fun thing. Like, side thing. Yeah. It was it was totally fun as a side thing, and I think that that's always what it was kind of meant to be. But to really make it a serious endeavor would have taken a lot more resources than I would rather have more regular updates than the main game than the resources it would take to pull from the main game to make Nuclear Winter. A, a better thing and i think that we're going to get a better main game for this being removed if that makes well sense. from my from my knowledge from my knowledge of how that was developed that wasn't actually developed by bethesda austin it was developed by um their new studio in dallas yeah that they're the ones that came in and did the primary development on nuclear winter as kind of like hey we're onboarding you we're going to get you set up with a project we need we want a nuclear winter mode for this thing we understand the creation engine this is going to be kind of like how you get your feet wet to working into the creation engine and so i don't think it was i don't think that they launched it as like a a thing that was either they launched it it's like this is either going to be wildly successful we don't think it's going to be super wildly successful or it's going to be cool and and a fun mode for people to have and to have Mm -hmm. server space for and i think the only reason it's going away is because they want essentially more server space for fallout worlds um, and not taking up nuclear winter servers because when it launched it was a big deal for a lot of streamers that were playing like the, the people that were not necessarily the younger crowd but even older streamers like um uh, Co Carnage was playing it for a while and was like talking about how much he really liked Nuclear Winter and and like what that what that was. Um, so I think that it, it was great. It worked. The shooting worked better and was more responsive than the base game, which is funny. But I think that that was intentional to kind of say, okay, we're going to limit what's happening, limit the amount of effects on certain things. Like there's only going to be the base. Like because when you shoot a gun in the game, like in the in the regular like experience but there's all kinds of things is having to calculate nuclear winners a lot less because you don't have a lot of the legendary effects and a lot of the like strange armor strange things like there's a lot less math going on in the background and so that's probably you know where like the lag i guess would come from um so i was impressed with it when it came out when it was just an easy it was an easy battle royale to pick up like if you're trying to go out and pick up call of duty warzone 
that is a whole like knuckle white knuckle on the controller like hang 10 buddy and you better have a friend there to help you along because you're just going full speed at this and you're trying to survive right and then you've got fortnite on the other hand where it's like okay this is a little bit easier but if you want to do something you've got to learn how to like build at the same time and it's not build like creatively it's like you got to build fast and you've got to figure out like what kind of rotation you want to build up your tower in so that you can build walls and stairs very quickly and it's like the level of the level of that thought from somebody that is like okay i just play video game once in a while it's like i don't want to think about having to build a fort every time i do something or i don't want to you know sit there in front of my you know sit as close as i can to my tv so i can see every little pixel on it um to do call of duty Warzone. i feel like that nuclear winter was probably a more accessible battle royale for people to play over the other options but I don't think that it was designed for um, like competitive, like actual competitive gaming. Um, I feel like that you could be competitive at it, but it wasn't designed so that there was like this like crazy like uh, things that are like easy to learn, hard to master. Like you got like Rocket League, Overwatch, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I don't think it was designed like that. So. I, what I think happened was they had a better idea with Fallout Worlds. Fall, like Nuclear Winter was like, we want to do something multiplayer. We want to test something out. Let's put it out there. It worked nice. The one thing I don't understand is why they didn't add a similar mode to Fallout Worlds when they are going to launch it. So like saying, okay, well, we're going to have Nuclear Winter but it's going away, but we're having a similar mode in Fallout Worlds that you can activate by flipping a few of these switches. Like, I don't understand why that can't happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I think, they, I think they could have maybe explained a little better that for people who want to recreate a nuclear winter experience or even a survival mode, an old school survival mode experience, with a lot of these controls, you can recreate that. Um, I mean, it's not going to be the same, of course, but at least it's something. Mm-hmm. And I think they're just yeah, so, they're putting the concept of of if for people who want PvP, you know, you can create it. Yeah. So with with any of these decisions, there has to be a reason for making it, right? Like yes. any yeah. any company isn't going to just willy nilly make a decision for no reason. There's a justification, and usually that justification has something to do with budget, and that budget decision usually has something to do with uh, and by budget. That budget can mean financial budget. It can mean headcount budget. It can mean um, uh, time. Um, th- there's lots of ways of budgeting when you're managing a team. Um, mm. So, uh, it, it, like Dave said, it could be it could be server budget. It could be financial budget. It could be the cost of servers to maintain nuclear winter. And if we're getting something like um, eight person servers for the new world, the new mode in nuclear winter is a larger server budget and that's a smaller server budget then maybe they're saving money on that so let's close down nuclear mm-hmm. winter let's move stuff over right um if uh maintaining operating that and even something like um there there's been a lot of a lot of hacking and cheating in nuclear winter yeah. and having to try to deal with that is is a man count uh financial issue Maybe they don't have to worry about that anymore because now they can take the team off of having to worry about that. They can now put those people working on, 
you know, Q&A or working on this whole new world system or whatever, right? So you can now pull people right. or pull resources out of that. So this is where my mind goes, is they wouldn't just make this decision unless there was a good reason to move resources from this one system into something else. And that's where my hope comes from. Um, but we'll see. Um, yeah, and I agree. Is, I agree. That's, is, is, is making the point that uh, they don't think that the headcount is going to fall at 76. It might be going to other projects. I don't know. I don't know how to know if that's true or not. Like, maybe it is, maybe what? it isn't. Yeah. I don't know. What I imagine, what I imagine happened was they they released the Morgantown map, which they didn't release a Charleston map. And I told my friends, I said, listen, when they released a Charleston map, you're playing with me. I do a, I do a gosh darn podcast about this video game and nobody ever plays with me. And I know all of you own it because all of you live here and all of you played with me at the beginning. When they released the Nuclear Winter Charleston map, you're going to do it again. And you know what they didn't do? They didn't release that because once they released the Morgantown game, they looked at this other game that people are talking about called Starfield. And they were like, hey, you know what? We probably need more resources on that if we're going to make a, a release date that's not like five years off. And so we just acquired some studios. So why don't we just get everybody working together on the same thing on the same page so that we can meet a release date for that. So I think that's why it's just been a placeholder until worlds. Like I feel like that they were like, yep, nuclear winners, a thing. We're not touching that thing unless something bad, (laughs) unless there's a drastically bad thing that has happened. That's like, you can't play it or something until they came up with, with fallout worlds, which I think is easier for them to manage. Yeah, it may be, it may be, it's a lot more of a hands-off thing. Once you set it up and it runs and the servers work, it just, it just goes right. Yeah, that's, that's fine. So, and again, I don't know, like we don't, we're not behind the scenes. We don't really know how all this stuff works. It well, Tom, I am. And and I've got like hot Howard in the jar. He's in there. He's got to look close enough. Yeah, it would be cool if this like kept going. It'd be nice to keep playing Nuclear Winter, but you know, it's I guess it's not going to be a thing. It's a bummer for people who really enjoyed it. Um, but at the same time, if they're not going to be able to make it a primary focus, like I, I get it. Like there's, yeah, you know, there's only so much you can put in there. I also I also understand from a financial perspective that if they can't find a way to monetize it, then there's not really a benefit to maintaining it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I know that sounds like when, if you if you boil everything down to money, it kind of sounds crappy. But at the same time, you can monetize building in the game. How do you monetize nuclear winter in the game without like season passes and stuff? And then that also sounds crappy. But if the player base is only a small fraction of the total players, th- then they've probably done the math on that. And they're going, it's just they can't pay for the putting out the new skins for nuclear winter for the player base. They, they've probably done some speculating on like what the numbers would actually be like if they really did double down on that and looked into the future. And they, they probably think that they can't really do it. So moving on, does anyone yeah. have a cool memory of nuclear winter? Mm. Uh, yes. Yes, I do. Um, my favorite memory was in the, I forgot which map. I forgot if it's Flatwoods or or, or Morgantown. Um, there is a uh, an outpost, like one of those towers, one of the overlook towers, whatever they're called, like the ranger stations, like like old Firewatch stations. Um, and I stood at the top of that, 
And I was the only person. I was just playing it to get the rewards. And I'm like, well, you know what? Instead of hiding in the bush, I'm actually going to do something. And I had crap gear. And I was just at the top of the station. And for some reason, the circle was just like closing around me. So I'm up there. I'm seeing all of these fights happen. I don't have a sniper rifle. I have a shotgun. I don't have anything good. And I'm just up there watching all these people go around, chase each other around, do all of this different stuff. Until it's like the circle is like right on top of me and there's two people left and they're just running around, running around, not not seeing me, not thinking to go up in the giant tower that's in the middle of it. And so then eventually they come up the tower and then I kill one of them and then they fall down. And I think that confused the friend because the friend was like looking around on the ground. And so then I got to go down and kill them. And that was probably one of my greatest wins. I'm pretty sure that I'm going to tell my grandchildren about that one day. Um it was, it was fun. It was good. <laughs> I had a, a really simple moment where um, we were out in, uh, you know, the part of the forest where there's like the uh, like the ropes course section with like the logs yes. and things that you can jump on and run on and stuff. And then there's like the little uh, uh, like wood stairs and the like little planks that you can run on and then go down the wood stairs and yeah. like that, that little section. And the map was closing in and me and my, my group, and I think it was a bunch of randos. I think it was, wasn't even playing with friends that time. So we weren't on comms or anything. And we, we were all kind of hunkering down. It was us and maybe two other groups left. And this group saw us and they were, clearly more suited up than we were. So we ran down the hill from them so they couldn't see us. And they, the rest of my group jumped into the bushes and I didn't have a bush to hide in. So I went right behind the stairs. Like I went underneath the wood stairs. So I'm like stuck right <laughs> behind the stairs and I'm clearly, clearly visible. Like you just, if you went down the hill, you just turn and you just see me and I'm like standing there like under the stairs, like, Hey guys, um, everyone else is in bushes and the group just comes like barreling down the hill all the bush people go running out of their bushes and start fighting everybody. And I'm like, all the bush, all the bush people in my group start fighting everybody. All the people in my group die. And I'm just like standing there under the, under the stairs, like, uh, nope. And I leave the stairs <laughs> and I head back up the hill and I got away and survived. I still didn't win the match, but I, I definitely noped out of that situation because they, the rest of my group got slaughtered. Somehow they didn't see me because I was, not one of the bush people who just jumped out of nowhere. Anyway, that was a terrible match, but I did. I definitely remember surviving by hiding by underneath stairs. So yeah, yep, that's the, that's what we call a Harry Potter. Um, yeah, Harry Potter. A, yep. the Harry Potter. I'm going to miss our punching the trash can ritual. <laughs> What's the punching the trash can ritual? I'm not familiar. Well, picture it. So when I first started playing nuclear winter, um, at the minute you load in the lobby, Everyone is just kind of walking around randomly punching people. So uh, it became a, kind of a, a psychology experiment. So every time we'd go over to one of the trash barrels on the upper level and just start punching it. And then eventually everyone else would start punching it too. It was an interesting ritual. So we'd all just stand in there and punch the trash can. Mm-hmm. And you got, you got extra luck for it. It was. It was a lucky charm. Luck plus two. I like it. I like it. I really, I really liked the way that the perk loadouts worked as well. I feel like the perk points in general and the cards and stuff are one of the best things about this Fallout game. Uh, I really like that. I thought that was good. Yeah, the other, uh, I'm going to miss that clean version of that vault. It was so cool seeing a pristine vault with that level of detail. 
Um, With a bunch of weirdos running around, jumping and punching each other? Yeah, well, except for that. Okay, okay. Well, (laughs) listen, it may be defined differently for Ken. You don't know. But I mean, the the boxing ring, somebody curated effect where you go stand in it and, you know, it has a little boxing noise and the cheering crowd and the casino machines. That's like a little New Vegas. Like, that was kind of a cool thing. Yeah, it was cool. It was nice to see like a pristine, nice location. Yeah. For once. For once. For once. For well, once in a follow-up. I, mean, I would I'd recommend well, not you only know, for go, once. Go, you guys know. Go um, go to the White Spring. Should we talk about what's coming next? Yeah, well, yeah. What's coming next? Um, we're getting a new shelter, which I am really excited about. It is a nuclear Is that the waterfall? Oh, nuclear silo. Oh, no, the waterfall, sorry. Mm. Yeah, the nuclear silo um, has a nuke in it, but it's this big honking concrete bunker. Um, I don't know when honking, they're dropping honking. it, but it looks amazing. Uh, the other thing they shared um, after QuakeCon was um, the Halloween event. They gave us a little more detail on that when they did the dev dive. Um, the Halloween event this year is going to run like the holiday scorched. So it's Scorched running around in Halloween costumes. You kill them, um, and then you get drops off them, and they're going to incentivize people to go trick-or-treating at people's camps. I'm pretty like excited, for, excited for that, yeah. yeah. I, I remember them mentioning that, because they had teased out mailboxes for a bit, Yes, and I was like, okay, well, I know that they're going to do something. They're going to do something where you're going to go around visitor by camp because that was the best thing to do once they allowed. Because back in the day, back in the day, they didn't have that camp markers for people and you just stumbled upon them regularly instead of going out and being able to visit them. So I wanted to visit everyone's house, but I had to walk 40 miles. <laughs> Uphill both ways. Old Man Chaffin's yep. stories of early Fallout Old 76. Old Man Chaffin's. It was wild. Area chat was always on. Couldn't turn it off. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I would yell into the wind and the wind would yell back. I lost my first wife to a guy eating a bag of potato chips in area chat. And he was more <laughs> rich than I was because he had potato chips and I had nothing. <laughs> That's the crazy old man. Oh. Farewell on oh a new my. affair, Spanish lady. <laughs> what was that song? Oh my goodness. Oh my god. Give me the full version, Ken. I only know that line from Jaws when Quint is singing it. Mm. 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 Well, I. You know, the, the, the good old days. He, here's All right, so you know how they did WoW? I'm going to get off topic again. You know how they did... I'm, now I'm going to warn everybody. Now that's going to be my thing. It's like, Morning. hey, by the way, I'm doing my thing. I'm doing my thing. Um, you know how they did... You know how they did, like, WoW Classic? We need to go back to, like... Fallout 76 classic. Oh no. God. Everything chats. Someone in chats reminding... Remember when we had 400 weight stash box... Yes. Oh man! The, the yeah. existential horror. You had to keep all of your stacks like in a certain. You had to like think about it like an Excel spreadsheet in your mind. You're like, okay, I don't need more than 300 steel. I, like, I had 300 is my max. Like I had to decide <laughs> what to bulk and what not to bulk. Like how could I cut down? It's crazy. Yeah. No. No. Thank you. 
We need to go. We need to go back. We need the '76 classic, and that's when like everything was getting stuck. Nobody could kill a scorched beast queen. Um, nobody could. Like it was absolutely impossible. And so you legitimately have to like cheat. To do that. Um, what what else? What else can we throw in here? Oh, all of the um, all of the uh, dispenser machines in the quest tourism for the toxic valley. All of those have to be broken. <laughs> it was the first like two weeks of that where they were like, "Oh, by the way, we're gonna fix that. Nobody could complete that quest, so uh, we'll fix it sometime." And we we'll had see. the the civil war quest at the fort, the reenactment that everyone did once and oh. never played again. Bring that back. Yeah. Bring that back. I actually, I, no. I mean, I kind of liked that. That was a cool little, little kind of like a capture the flag mini quest there. I'm getting, mm. getting like these weird chills. And I don't know if it's like chills of nostalgia or like horror. Kind of. Horror. What if it's horstalgia? like. Horstalgia. Horstalgia. Better start that with an horstalgia. H. Horstalgia. Sounds like uh, something Jack Nicholson might be thinking right now. Um, it's, a, it's a weird cut. It's a weird cut of that sandwich. That's like a strange piece of bologna pulled off. So that, so you were like, what's coming next? And I was like, okay, fallout 76 classic. So what else is coming next? <laughs> what? Yeah. What else is, what else, I took, what's actually I took that idea? And I, I said, Hey, you know what? That's great. Also something entirely opposite. We've got the new score that scoreboard that's coming that's going to be based on the Invincibles. I like this. I like the idea of new uh, villains. Villains. I have, I have my hopes set on getting an actual mechanist skin that we can all buy from the from the shop. They had it once and then never they added had it, it again. Well, they had it once and it was like a reward for like the I don't know Gamescom or something. Oh, and that's it was, right. But it wasn't yeah. something everyone could get, so only so many people got it. And then I did my whole mechanist thing back, back in in the winter, and I couldn't get it. I I talked with Lady Devin, I talked with some some other people, and they're like, "We'll see if we can get it available." Nope, still can't get it available. I'm just like, please, please, please. They had that they had a Piper outfit from Fallout Four. They yeah. had a uh, a um. I, I don't. I forgot what the. This, I know his last name is Maxon, but the guy from Fallout Four. Oh, the Elder Maxon Battlecoat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was a that was some cool stuff. There was a I while was like, where yeah, in nuclear winter, everybody coat. was wearing that coat because <laughs> it looks cool. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it looks I just, cool. I want, I want um, a mechanist. I want a mechanist. I want. I want like. I want. You know what else I want is more like. I want more. <laughs> You're gonna gear. say a mechanist. I, I want a mex. I want a Mexico. I want a. I want more gear that looks like parts of robots that you've now like combined onto your body. And I know there's like robot armor, but what I want are like, you, you take like an iBot and you've now turned that into pauldrons or you've taken like, you know what I'm saying? Like, wouldn't it make sense? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like you, you have, you the, repurpose you have the robot helmet, part. but like you have the helmets, yeah. but like what, what about like a Securitron chest piece or, you know, like a, you know, just more robot parts that you would combine onto your body as like actual armor. I want treads. I'm out here trying to be a cyborg. Yeah, man. Wouldn't they make sense though? You would do that kind of thing. Like those are the parts that would be available. You'd yeah, like, be like using this stuff as armor pieces. I'm gonna rip the top off that sentry bot and I'm gonna ride that thing around like Davros from the Daleks. 
Yeah, that's right. That's right, Dog Fox. Robots <laughs> Radio. That's right. <laughs> that probably looks like it's like Fred Flintstone's car. You're taking the trans, hoisting them up and just no, screwing your like, little legs around. It's like when you're a little kid yeah. and you had that little scooter thing that it was kind of built the same way. It had the three little tripod legs and you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here yeah, I yeah. go on my way to the Scorch Beast Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I want all that stuff. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Oh, or like so a that's bottle new. and cappy that's... outfit. That would be cool. <laughs> I'm going to ca- yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Are bottle and cappy a thing? Like, is that a thing that's lasted? You know, is that like a well, this is nuclear winter is one of the most po- not nuclear winter. Good Lord. Um, Nuka world. Nuka world have, is one of the most popular. Before the bombs DLCs. dropped. Yeah. And nuclear world was a destination like a before the bombs dropped. Right. Yeah. And so this is only you know, very short while after the bomb drop. So people would have still remembered who bottle and copy were. So yeah, why not? I mean, I would, you know, I'm, I would just love trying to to, see- I'm just trying to get my three dog outfit. I'm not trying to dress up like a giant soda can, Tom. Thank you very much. <laughs> I want to dress <laughs> up as a to- giant soda can. <laughs> Dave's like, you're ruining my immersion. I want now that <laughs> my immersion. So getting back to the controversy that was the water slide, the controversy that <laughs> broke the community. Um, oh my gosh. The custom animation that we can do with that, it would be cool to be able to get like a bumper cars ride or or some of those nuclear world rides. Yeah. To have them as buildable items in your camp. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. Peacock. Yeah. If we could get if we could get that, like the Camden Park stuff, like if we could get like a Camden Park themed yeah. situation. Give me that draw So sauce. that it's like inherently rickety you know it doesn't have to be like this big big thing i mean i mean forget this forget i'm thinking about this realistically and all i want's roller coaster tycoon fallout 76 now (laughs) that's all i want i want a giant roller coaster i want to like pop off like i'm playing red dead redemption i'm riding shotgun i got my little shotgun i'm seeing the scorch beast and i'm like could you imagine riding the roller coaster down in the cranberry bog like you gotta shoot the queen (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you come back around all right come back around the queen again you everyone get your guns queen. out pew, 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 pew. just like that that's funny but it's, it's also an arcade great. shooter <laughs> yeah i love it i love that so much i and i we need like people to dress up as tour guides for it and be like everybody duck we're going through the whips of world uh, and everybody's like yeah. <laughs> like a universal uh, studios ride oh no here comes the tech <laughs> everyone get your guns ready <laughs> Yeah, and on uh, dog fox and chess. That's an on rails arcade shooter. Yeah, yeah, but you can do this in worlds. That's a Fallout right? world. That would yeah, be great. That's a worlds. That would be great. We just need to figure out a way to do roller coasters. Everyone, yes. get your cannons <laughs> out! Here comes Night Shin. Shin, <laughs> 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 hey, everybody! Everyone, kill the Pragmata system! Kill it! Here comes Night Shin. Aim for his head. For some reason, he doesn't wear a helmet. <laughs> Shoot! Why is it okay? Okay, why is it that all of the important Brotherhood of Steel people don't wear helmets? I'm like, you idiots, dummy! You got you got one thing that's you got one place that you don't want people to shoot at, but you're like, okay, I'm really important, so you know, I'm right, right. this face you is to recognize me so. compared to everyone else. Right. Why not just wear different colored armor? We'd still recognize who you are. Or put your put your big old shin word on your chest. Or just figure out a way to, you know, lift, like lift it up, you know, lift up your little, your little helmet when you want to talk. Yeah. Like an Iron Man. Just like, kind of like, port- kind of thing. 
What is it do? I know. I much prefer like a cruise ship porthole that they have to like, and then they open it. You know, it's like a, a mechanical situation. Dave's, Dave's that, got the better Dave, sound. Dave does have a better sound effect. Or what if what if it's just like the new MCU stuff that's all just like CG, and so it all just goes. I want one that goes peekaboo. Mm. Yes, that's Can the we? new Halloween cosmetics we're getting. Is uh, peekaboo power armor? Get your favorite Halloween critter uh, and okay. put it in your power armor, and then the Tim Burton uh, face from Beetlejuice, just like a really long. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man! Oh, solely um, artist Dave. I work for pennies, and as you know, you can go to the Natural Bridge Casino Resort and get yourself a commemorative penny, and I'll take those as well. So, uh, anything else coming that we know about? <laughs> well, we do. We have know. the exclusive. Um, we're hopefully going to be getting more in the next month or two on the aliens event that's coming. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Which I'm really curious to see aliens. if that's going to work like it was originally data mined to be. Aliens. I guess we'll find I'm out. big into the alien situation. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us more. I'm just, I'm just excited. I'm just excited for, for Pittsburgh. Whenever Pittsburgh comes, I'm ready for that. I feel like that that's going to be the next big thing. That's going to no be longer, like the. It's no longer Pittsburgh. It's the pit. Damn. Okay. Well, the rest of the sign just fell off, and they, we all know, we all know, it's the pit. We all know. Now here's no the thing. Now here's the thing. No I recently no went to Pittsburgh. I recently went to Pittsburgh. You wanted to um, study IRL. for point of reference. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited for the, the DLC that I went to the real location. I went to get a sneak peek. Well, it was funny because I, I went just, there you, and I was you like, like a welding mask to have the HUD on. You're like, yeah. So there's like the bridge. This is some great podcast content yeah. as my phone <laughs> turns yeah. off. There's this, the bridge. I mean, this is also great for um, streaming. You know, the you come on that image. That's good. Yeah, look at the quality good. of that image. Yeah, you can see. Okay. Um, Coming to and, you in 4K. And I, and I went and, and I, I saw Fallout. Boy, was that exciting. Wait, are you saying that Pittsburgh is already the pit in real life? No, I'm trying to say that I went to see Fallout Boy, and I really wanted to be like, I am excited to see Fallout Boy, Boy is that great. <laughs> Wait, in Pittsburgh, there's a joke out there. There's a joke, and I'm like, I'm now workshopping material for a very specific audience on this podcast. You're very close to me making fun of you for going to see Fall Out Boy, the band. It was Green Day and Weezer and Fall Out Boy all together in one situation. All right, well, I can forgive you for those other two. And I got the tickets in like 2018. It's an arms race. It's an arms race. Here's the thing. I really, when I started podcasting and I started, I started with Vault Boys. I really wanted to call it Fallout Boys. Oh no, Dave! No, I really wanted to call it Fallout Boys. I think and you should have. You would have like, a lot of really disappointed like, people that were like, "This podcast like, sucks. It's totally not about the band at all." Do you like you need to have emo you, and, you and Dave with wigs, like all emo hair? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see if I can. Yeah. I think I can pull something out for the rest of the show here. Yeah. Um, Look at that. Um, 
It's like a can you can you for the rest of this episode, which needs needs to wrap up very soon. Can you only (laughs) sing the rest of the things that you're going to say in unintelligible lyrics? Um, I don't know. That's that's a real (laughs) hard ask. And I was I was considering trying it there for a minute. I was I was considering trying it there for a minute, but I I decided not to. Um, When I started Vault Boys, I wanted to call it Fallout Boys, and I wanted to do 50 minutes of Fallout 76 content and 10 minutes of like Fallout Boys news. You're too curly. It won't. won't We do two things here. We do Fallout and Fallout Boys. I mean, admittedly, Fallout Boys, uh, that Fallout, uh, yes, that does show up (laughs) an awful lot when you're you're looking at new podcasts or music. You're like typing Uh in Fallout. Uh huh. Part of it. Um, Where do we end? When when do we? How do we get there? How do we? How do we make sure Uh, on this very awkward moment? Oh, and we're done. Hey, do you guys have anything you want to share Um, before we head out? How about that? I'm going to pull up our reviews here real quick. So why don't somebody else goes first? Oh, and and what you got going on, buddy? Uh, well, uh, Jeff Gardner, by the way, um, who was managing the Fallout 76 project, has left Bethesda. Um, he hasn't said what he's going to be doing yet. So that was some big Fallout news. True. Um, I yeah. don't think they've announced who's taking over 76 right now, or if it's just going to be. Uh, Someone promoted from within, maybe Mark Tucker or somebody, but I guess we'll see. Um, as far as what I'm working on, um, we're actually getting ready for our big Halloween episode. Um, Andreas Somville, who played Mr. Dark last year in our post-apocalyptic retelling of Ray Bradbury's Something Wicked This Way Comes, is coming back to voice the character again um, mm. for a, a return feature. Um, it's going to be a, a two-hour-long epic in which nice. Mr. Dark has learned that a carnival isn't the best way to get people in Appalachia. Mysterious. Um, no, it, it would be fried food and a lot of it. Additionally, next month, um, and by the time we, we meet next, we'll have more details for you, MothFest76 is going to be kicking off and uh, the Fallout community stream team have, have been working on creating a in-game tie-in event, a large scale community-wide celebration to match the real life Mothman festival, which unfortunately was canceled again this year, but we're doing it anyway. We'll do doing it, it live. Anyway. We'll do it live. Uh, and yeah. And people, and people may be like, People may be like, oh, that's a small festival. Why would that be canceled? Let me tell you something. It is massive. There's so many people there. It's impossible to get to. That town is not equipped. That town is literally the size that it is in Fallout 76. It's not equipped for <laughs> thousands of people. Every, if everyone went, everyone's getting the COVID. So I'm glad it's canceled. Oh, no. But not MothFest. MothFest is still happening. Yeah, MothFest 76, we're excited to tell you about. That's what I'm working on. Nice. Nice. David, did you get the the, uh, reviews up? I did. We don't have any reviews, but I'm going to read a review. Okay. Uh, uh, Just because I pulled it up and, you know, why not? We haven't read out. I said that we were going to read out reviews. uh, So I'm going to pull out some some ones out of the back here. Uh, This is a great moment to remind people that uh, the best way that you can help this podcast uh, by... uh, 
the best thing that you can do is just writing us a five-star review on the iTunes, um, which is weird. Why would you go to iTunes and do that? You may be asking, but that's just how it is. That's how the cookie crumbles, um, it and is. it's very easy to do. Um, we have a lot of great five-star reviews. Um, let's see here. We've got uh, Bree Gawatney gave us five stars and says, love how these guys dig into the depths of everything Fallout. It's fun, lighthearted fallout podcast with many episode features that feature excuse me with many episodes that feature the so talented fallout community um so that's one of our many reviews uh thanks just do it just that's do it great. thanks Bree. thanks Bree. you're the best is that is that how you say it is that how you say it the best Did i say it wrong so i say the best no Bree. I, I do the name wrong i think that's I correct know. Uh, what do I have going on other than these reviews, which you should definitely do right now? Nothing. Um, my, uh, the six Faces Sunday podcast is on hiatus because of work situations. Um, it's just, it's just how the cookie crumbles. Um, so that's not happening for a little bit. Um, I've got some other stuff in the works. Uh, so I'll talk about that when there's something to talk about right now. There's nothing to talk about. Um, let me tell you, let me tell you this thing that is not me. You should add me on the Xbox. Um, I don't have very many Xbox friends, and I'm playing Fallout 76 right now. Um, right I'm now? level, I guess. Right now, right now? I mean, I guess I could if you want me to. Um, I'm level like 42. I'll probably hit 50 sometime this week. Um, and I don't have a lot of plans. I don't have a lot of stuff. I am like a trash panda. I'm like just like collecting people's trash and using whatever I can. Um, so like I'm using all the guns. I have a build in mind, but it's a like automatic pistol build. So it's kind of weird. So you can add me. My gamer tag is uh, D A V E C H A F I N number five. So that's Dave Chafin five. Or if you look at it with, with the thing, it's Dave Chafin's. Um, that's how it looks. So add me on there. Um, so yeah, lean. if I'm gonna do, if I'm gonna build a uh, a Charleston situation like I talked about, it's probably gonna be on there because that's where I'm playing right now. So nice, nice, cool. Well, <clears throat> wow, I was about to talk, and then all of a sudden I couldn't talk. But I'm alive <laughs> now. Still. You can. That's good. I can talk now. Hey guys, I'm uh, all my stuff's at robotsradio.net. That's where a bunch of our shows exist or can be found at. That's probably a good way to say it. And, uh, you know, I do the Fallout Lorecast. In fact, tonight we're doing the Fallout Lorecast and we have our patron show. So we've got a bunch of our patrons joining us and we're going to be talking about Fallout New Vegas. We've been talking about Fallout New, New Vegas over the last few months. And tonight we're going to be talking about if we were to cast a Fallout New Vegas movie, how awesome would that be, first of all? And second of all, who would we cast as some of the characters in the Fallout New Vegas movie? What actors would? Um, Chandler Bing. Um, yeah, Wayne right? Newton. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh, Zachary Levy that'll be tonight at 9pm Eastern uh, twitch.tv slash robots radio and if you don't catch it live you can always catch it on the robots on the robots radios <laughs> fallout lorecast podcast those are words and this is how they work um, plus there's lots of other shows and all sorts of other things that I do and you can always follow me on twitter at robots underscore radio so that's what I got going on so uh, I think that's it, boys. 
the train is rolling down the tracks. Chugga, chugga. And this is the last time we'll ever talk about nuclear winter. We'll put it in the grave now. Everyone, it's in the grave. No one else is allowed to talk about it. It's in the grave. See y'all yep. next week. What happens when things are in the grave? We stop talking about them. Sorry, Grandma. Yep. Yep. That's that's that, the culture that we live in. What an awkward note to go off on. <laughs> Bye. Bye Welcome to Three Count Thoughts. Let me introduce the crew real quick. Hi, I'm Maverick Stone. I'm Romer. And I'm Jaxus. Join us as we talk all things wrestling. Each week, we'll take a topic from the wrestling world, knock it around a bit, and then go over the week in wrestling from a strictly fan perspective. We can be found on all major podcast catchers. We can also be found at Three Count Thoughts on both YouTube and Twitter. Or you can send us an email using 3CountThoughts at gmail.com. Okay, are you ready? Ring the bell.